opposition. No more struggle. No more challenges. No more battle. Because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle. And God said, after today, you shall rest from your battle. The battle of your marriage, the battle of your business, the battle of your finances, the battle of your sickness, the battle of your shame, the battle of your disgrace, the battle of your setback, the battle of the pains you don't want to forget. God said, you will rest from your battle. And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. Open your Bibles with me to the book of Psalm 50, verse 1 to 15. If you are here, you already know what I'm sharing. I'm preaching on the generation of covenant keepers. In a year of leadership, we are looking at the generation of covenant keepers. Psalm 50, verse 1 to 15. He said, the mighty one, God the Lord, has spoken and called the earth from the rising of the sun to his going down. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God will shine forth. Our God shall come and shall not keep silent. A fire shall devour before him, and he shall be very tempestuous all around him. He shall call to the heavens from above and to the earth that he may judge his people. Gather my saints, take note, say, gather my saints together to me. Those who have made a covenant with me, gather my saints together. To me, those who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Let the heavens declare his righteousness. For God himself is judge, sailor. Hear, O my people, and I will speak, O Israel. And I will testify against you. I am God, your God. I will not rebuke you for your sacrifices or your burnt offerings, which are continually before me. I will not take a bull from your house nor goats out of your folds. For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds of the mountains, and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were angry, I would not tell you, for the world is mine and all its fullness. Will I eat the flesh of bulls, or drink the blood of goats? Offer to God thanksgiving and pay your vows to the Most High. Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. Now the import and the importance of this scripture is that God is our protector and God is our deliverer. How many of you believe that? God is our protector and God is our deliverer. He doesn't leave us to ourselves. He has a responsibility towards us. And by that responsibility, he has to protect us and he has to deliver us. But he's saying that whatever we give to him, he accepts. That is our sacrifice of praise, of worship, of thanksgiving, of offerings, of tithes, of everything we give. He accepts it. And last time I said that the first point of our sacrifice is ourselves. Because if we cannot give ourselves to God, then God can also not accept what we have. So you realize in Romans 12, which I read last week, that Bible says that I beseech you, brethren, by the message of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. So we are the first point of God. It is not our material things. 
Somebody say, I don't have money, that's why I don't come to church. I don't have any new shoes, I will not come to church. God is not looking for your, yes, money is good, your dress is good, but that is not what God is looking for. He's looking for your heart. You. Are you understanding me? You are the important person that God is looking for. So your presence is key. So we have no excuse to say I'm not coming before God. It doesn't matter what it is. So he tells us that if our sin is as red as scarlet, we should come to him and he's make it as white, white as snow. So it, it, it doesn't matter what my challenge is. The best place to always run to is the presence of God. Tell somebody the presence of God. So God desire of us to come to him. And that's the first point. Then our substance will do what? follows and he's saying that if i require anything will i ask you because i don't need goats from you i don't need ships from you i don't need money from you i don't need anything from you because if i need it i have it and if i'm looking for it i can have it in other words we don't do god a favor by serving him we don't do him a favor by praising him we don't do him a favor by giving him offering we don't do him a favor by paying tight in other words, he is of himself and he lacks nothing. But he said there is something that is important, which is to you and I, our benefit. And that is what he said. He said, gather to me. Gather together. Those who are called by me by covenant. Bring them together because I work by covenant. And once there is covenant, I respond to them. I say, gather my sin together to me. Those who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Those who have willingly given themselves to me. Who have accepted me as their Lord and personal Savior. Who has willingly given me their time. Who has sacrificed their resources. Who are sacrificing their energy. Who are sacrificing their skill, their talent. Everything they have at the expense of my service. He said, bring them together. Because why? They have like-mindedness. Covenant people are people who have, are having what? They have like-mindedness. So, the body of Christ. That's why we have the body of Christ. The body of Christ is a family. Say a family. The other song that you were singing here. We are joint heirs. We are co-heirs of his father and all that. It talks about we being what? A family. So, when we come to the church, we come as a family. We are covenant children that has been gathered together as what? A family. So we are in the presence of our father. Can I hear an amen? amen. So that is what he said. He said, listen to me. All these things doesn't matter to you, but the most important is that bring to me those who have given themselves to me. Those who wanted to be with me. Those who want to stay in my presence. Those who have decided to offer their time, their energy to come. He said, bring them together, which means that Coming together as a congregation, coming together as children of God is important to God than anything. Like we have gathered now. You cannot say that, oh, I'll go to church, but I'll go to church in my bedroom. Amen. He said, do not forsake the gathering of the brethren together. I tell people that online church service is not for people who are present within that place. For instance, if you are a member in Yahweh temple and he said, for now, thank God, they stream the, the service life. So I will not come to church and I will sit in home and still enjoy church. It's a deception. 
live streaming is it don't let us abuse the essence and importance of technology live streaming became an instrument because of globalization or the world system of making the world a village are you understanding me so when i travel out of this country i still don't lose out service so i stream so that i can bond with the church and know what is going on so live streaming is for people who for reason or the other are not in the city at the time to be able to physically walk to a church but because of their busy schedule and other things they are outside of the church and they still want to feed from the house so they go to stream so that they receive message from the house but if you are here in this legon or you are here whatever and you are supposed to be in church and you sit at home and say you are streaming you are backslided i'm telling you is it because of the offering that is why you are not coming god doesn't need your offering when we give an offering, we don't do God a service. That is why he says that, go to verse 6. Am I preaching somebody here? He said, let the heavens declare his righteousness, for God himself is judge. Hear all my people, and I will speak, O Israel. And I will testify against you. I am God, your God. Possessive, I am what? He said, I will not rebuke you for your sacrifices. Or your burnt offerings, which are continually before me. I will not take a bull from your house. No goats out of your fold. If God is telling you this, do you think it's funny? He's trying to tell you that, why do you think what you have is what I need? That is why I need you in church. I don't need you in church because of your offering. I don't need you to come and serve me because you are the minister or a president or a king or a chief. Your titles are nothing to me. I need you as a soul. Your soul is more important to me. That is why I sent my only begotten son to die for you. Your salvation is more important to me than giving me cars and money. So don't let us deceive ourselves, church. Our soul is critical to God than anything we give God. And I love what he said. He said, offer to God, for offer to God thanksgiving and pay your vows to the most high. Call upon me in a day of trouble and I will deliver you and shall glorify me. Listen, there will always be a, a day of trouble for anybody. How many of you know that? But he says that when you come to me as a covenant child and you sacrifice by worship, by you being physically present before me and loving me and I have a relationship with you, then whatever you need, when you ask me, I will do it. If you have a relationship with somebody and you need something, will the person do it for you? You receive certain favors not because of it, but you receive it because of proximity, because of relationship. And God is saying that I require relationship from you more than your sacrifice. That is the first point of covenant. Relationship. Can God count on you as a relationship partner? God needs a relationship. So, the generation of covenant keepers are people who have a relationship with God. 
And their relationship is not because of what they give to God. It's not because of their money. It's not because of their beauty. It's not because of their cars. It's not because of their dress. It's not because of their showmanship. It's not because of their title. But it's because they love him. They do what? They love him. And God is calling on us for relationship. That's what said. God is looking for relationship. So, let me give you another one. Ruth chapter 1, verse 10 to 18. We are looking at the characteristics of covenant partners. Ruth chapter 1, verse 10 to 18. And I read, this is about Ruth and Naomi. Naomi was telling them, Naomi, Ruth and Opa said, go back. I don't need you. Stay off. Go. Because I can't even give birth to children that you can marry. And listen from her. They said to her, surely we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, turn back my daughters. Why will you go with me? Are there still sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? In the year of leadership, take note, in the year of leadership, we cannot fulfill leadership until we understand covenant. We have a generation that is breaking covenant by the day. And who doesn't respect covenant? And he said, that they may be your husbands. Turn back, my daughters, go. For I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope. If I should have a, should have a husband tonight and should also bear sons. Would you wait for them till they were grown? Would you restrain yourself from having husbands? No, my daughters. For it grieves me very much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Then they lifted up their voices. Take notes. He's talking about day. Are you there with me? Said so that they lifted up their voices and wept again. And Upper kissed her, mother-in-law, but Ruth clenched to her. And she said, look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. We are looking at the quality and the attitude of covenant keepers. You realize here that the same word that Naomi said, both Ruth and Upper heard it. Is that not it? And all of them cried. Say, all of them cried. But after all of them finished crying, one left and the other stayed. As a covenant keeper, you have to know that your covenant will be tested. If you said you love God, there will be a a testing time for the love you said you have for God. And that test will come through crisis. Will you still love him? Took everything. In the book of Job chapter 1, you can read it, do you understand later? Job was sitting in somewhere because the covenant keeper. God goes in and said, listen, the devil appears and said, have you considered my servant Job? He's an upright man who fears nothing. And when he said it, he said, based on this, the devil said, ah, master, you don't understand. So Satan said, does Job fear God for nothing? He said, have you not made a hedge around him, around his household and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. That is the evidence of what? A covenant person's blessings. But now, stretch out your hand and touch all that he has and he will surely curse you to your face. And the verse and the Lord said to Satan, behold, all that he has in your power, only do not lay a hand on on, a person, on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. What he's saying is that 
God is trying to prove to the devil that my covenant keepers don't keep covenant with me because of what I give them. Don't come to church because you are looking for a miracle. Come to church because you are looking for a relationship. Covenant keepers seek for relationship and not for the things they are going to get. Don't be in church because you think the pastor can perform a miracle. Come to church because you love Jesus Christ. You are not clapping because that is the attitude. The body of Christ is having problems because we are looking for what to satisfy our stomach and not the relationship. So immediately there are cares of this world. We abandon the boat. We run away from the presence of God. Our roots are not deep. We can't stand the test. We don't have loyalty. We don't have commitment. We don't have conviction. And the Lord says, all that he has is your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Look at verse 30. He said, he said, now there was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And he said, and a messenger came to Job and said, the oxen were plowing and the donkeys were feeding beside them. And when the Serbians raided them and took them away, indeed, they have killed the servant with the edge of the sword. And I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, the fire of God, the fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servant and consumed them. And I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was talking, while he was still speaking, another also came and said, the Chaldeans formed three bands, raided the camels and took them away. Yes, and killed the servant with the edge of the sword. And I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, Another also came and said, your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And guess, and suddenly a great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house and it fell on the young people and they were, they are what? Dead. And I alone have escaped to tell you. Then Job arose. Covenant child. Look at his attitude. Then Job arose, tore his robe and shaved his head. And fell to the ground and worshipped. And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb. Will I ask you for goat? Will I ask you for sheep? Will I ask you for anything? Some of us are serving God for material things. The very day they take those material things away from us, our attitude serving God will change. The devil knows that your joy is in your car. When your car doesn't spark, you will not come before his presence. Are you coming to show your car or you are a covenant seeker that you are coming to have a fellowship? So he messes your money by making your car not to spark. He said, naked I came from my mother's womb. How many of you know that you are naked? No matter what we are mass on earth, you will leave it and you go. Naked I came from my mother's womb. Naked shall I return there. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin. 
nor charge God with wrong. Hello? If you look at the verses again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan also came among them to present himself before the Lord. Look at what happened. And the Lord said to Satan, from where do you come? Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the earth and from walking back and forth on it. He has not changed. That's what he's still doing. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? God is bragging about you, but can God trust you? That there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil, and still he holds fast to his integrity, although you incited me against him to destroy him without cause. So Satan answered and said to the Lord, skin for skin. Yes, all that a man has, he will give for his life. But stretch out your hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will surely curse you to your face. Look at what happened. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, he is in your hand, but spare his life. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with painful boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. And he took for himself a pot shed with which to scrap himself while he sat in the midst of the ashes. Then his wife said to him, take note, his wife said to him, do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. Hold it there. When I say his wife, you see, I love you. You think it's only about women. His wife is a symbolic representation of somebody who is closer to you. Whose voice do you hear? In time of crisis and challenges, whose voice do you hear? Some of you, they will come and tell you, I know a powerful person somewhere. Stop this church. They will not help you. Let me take you. And you will follow them. They will come and tell you, so for how long will you sit in that church and you are not married? I have somebody. Let me take you so that you can go and marry. You hear them and you follow them. Some of them will come and tell you, so for how long will you be a Christian? Look, me too, I'm a church member. Me too, I go to church. But look at my waist. I have something there. It protects me in the night. I also whisper something. Do you think the last contract I had, I just got it. It's not about the pastor's prayer. I went to Sambaba somewhere. I can take you there. And one touch, he will do it for you. And you are believers in the house of the Lord who also go to Malams and Juju men. And go and take talisman and they have something they recite at the midnight. In fact, they have waters they bath with. And handkerchiefs they use. And rings they wear. And still come and eat communion in the house of the Lord. And clean their mouth like a hen who has eaten and scrub his mouth on the ground that I didn't take anything. What is your covenant loyalty? Who are you serving? His wife. That is what it means. So don't look at it and think it's the wife or the husband. No, 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 no. The wife is somebody who is closer. Who is somebody in his bosom? Your bosom friend. Anybody, I tell people, anybody that will make you to forsake God is a Satan. I don't care how close that person is. Anybody that will succeed in taking you away from the presence of God. Anybody that will succeed in taking you away from the place where God had a covenant with you and blessed you. Some of you, if it's not for this church that you joined, your life wouldn't have been better. Anybody that succeeds you and make you look back on this church as a bad place, that person is a devil. 
It doesn't matter who he is. I'm telling you. You see, don't forget yourself and think that I can, I can, I can go and I'll be fine. You are joking. God deals with covenant. When Adam left his presence, he said, Adam, where are you? He didn't say, Adam, I didn't see you. He said, Adam, where are you? In other words, I place you here. I'm looking for you there. Where are you? You think you are in this church and God doesn't know you are here? Then his wife said to you, do you still hold fast to your... Do you still go to that church? Like some of us, some of them will meet you in time. You think I don't know. They will meet you in time and be asking you. Do you still go to that church? Hey, is that, is that Ismaila there? Do you still follow him? I'm still around. <laughs> I will not die yet. I'm still going. Amen. Oh, what is happening in the church? And then you to open your mouth and you are talking. Because you don't understand the devil in your life. He said, do you still hold fast to your integrity? Recently, when I pass through here, know something has happened. Follow me and I'll do it. A lot of you, you have been caught in that trap. Do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. After all, hey, forget about it. Listen to what Job said. But he said to her, you speak as one of the foolish women speaks. I hope one of these days you can open your mouth and tell somebody you speak so foolishly because you don't have wisdom. That's why you speak this way. You are not getting what I'm teaching to you. If you are a covenant child, when you see a devil, don't entertain him. I was sharing with the morning service. Listen to me. No matter what it is, if you rise up and insult my general, I say, I will deal with you. I don't care who you are. Because I understand loyalty and integrity. I've been on Facebook. Some people will open their mouth and say, I will blast you and delete you from my page because that is my private page. And I hold no apology to anybody. If you like be a politician, be whatever it is, I will face you and give it to you. And if you like, try me. You will go down six feet before we all end. You see, you guys don't understand what we mean by loyalty. Who made you a judge? Ask somebody who made you a judge. You, if they give you even files to take care of, can you handle it? Because we don't understand some of these things, we're creating a whole lot of problems in the house of the Lord. We don't have covenant keepers. You come, you say one thing and behave differently. The very house you belong to, you insult the house. You desecrate the house. You desecrate your head. You come and sit down still and listen to him to lay hands on you and pour oil on you. Are you not a hypocrite? And God says, I'm not looking for hypocrites. I'm looking for true sons. And that is what I'm demonstrating to you here. 
He says, but he said to her, you speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Can you look straight into your husband's eye and tell your husband your wife? Shall we indeed accept good from God? And shall we not accept adversity? In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. How many of you here, give me a way, be honest with yourself, that you get to that point and you will not even speak against the place. When they get up, they take our money. They collect our money, collect our money. They do this, they do this. I go to church every time. I fast and I was serving in the church. When I was sick, nobody visited me and I'm there and all those things. And then they blast them. They select people and they do whatever it is. Hello, give me a wave. Are you a covenant keeper? We don't have covenant keepers. God said, I don't need anything. He said, but he said to you, you speak as 11. Do you have 11 there? He said, now when Job's three friends heard of this adversity that had come upon him, each came from his own place. Eliphaz, the Tema is there. Temanite. From Tema. <laughs> it's from Tema. <laughs> the Temanite. Be that the Shuhite. And Zophar, the Namatite. For they had made an appointment together to come and mourn with him and to comfort him. And when they raised their eyes from afar and did not recognize him, they lifted their voices and wept. And each one tore his robe and sprinkled dust on his head toward heaven. So they sat down with him on the ground seven days and seven nights. And no one spoke a word to him. For they saw that his grief was very great. It's okay. He said, <laughs> his grief was what? Very great. Even in three, when he opened his mouth to talk, he didn't say anything. He only cursed the day he was born. He didn't talk about God. Ask somebody, are you a covenant keeper? It will be tested. And back to my root, he said, your sister-in-law has gone back to his people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, listen to what Ruth said, and treat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people. And your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. The Lord do so to me. And more also, if anything but death parts you and me. When she saw that she was determined to go with her, she stopped speaking to her. Now the two of them went until they came to Bethlehem. And it happened. If you follow the scripture, because of the covenant of Ruth, and when it gets to marriage, you know normally we recite those things. When the determination of Ruth's covenant give Ruth a Boaz, you cannot be, you cannot be a covenant keeper, and God will never deliver you. You study Job's story. At the end of Job, Bible said that the latter days of Job was better than his beginning. He didn't lose anything. Covenant children don't lose anything. Listen, it doesn't matter what you go through. You don't lose anything. God knows those who relate with him. Relationship is critical to the Lord. Not wishy-washy relationship. Your one leg is here. Your other leg is somewhere. 
Where do you belong? Some of you, you have about three churches, 20 prophets, 13 bishops. Who is your shepherd? So you even get confused. When, when, when a phone rings and you pick it, you miss, you, you can even miss the name. Oh, is that Prophet John? Say, no, no, this is Reverend. Oh, Pastor. <laughs> you are confused. Thank you very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Ligon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastagon.com or email to yahwehtempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service. And Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you. And my Lord with you, I know.